0: March 14th, 2019, for all those keeping time, and the celebration tomorrow will be my 50th year cycle on this planet. That's pretty amazing in itself. Uh, lots going on today. We have a long show because we had a great interview with Joaquin and Deanna Snokey about self-love, so I want to get right into that so we can all enjoy that. Um, what's going on here is South by Southwest here in Austin, Texas. I'm going down, I will have some recordings around town and stuff, I have some bands, there's too many to list, but it's just going off down around here today, everything else, this is about self-love, loving yourself, being able to forgive yourself, being able to not blame yourself, just loving yourself, cherishing yourself, and the reflection you put out in the world, so everybody sit back and enjoy, thank you.
1: I think, you know, growing up in the era we did where it was, you know, even by everybody's opinion was a mean generation. You think of the word self and you think of yourself, which is selfish, right? Um, Self-love is selfless love which is a connection to all people and all living things. And that's a completely different perspective than, you know, something selfish, right? Um, Self-love is is self-discovery is what it really is. It's it's discovering that part of you that goes far beyond fear and the things that we've learned here on earth. Um, And that, that, you know, that, that's something that everybody needs to realize is that this isn't something that, you know, you go and do a, you know, a hiding place, and you find something within you that, that takes you away from people. It actually connects you to everybody, and that, that you know, that that's that's peace, and that that's that's our our truth, our truth, our true essence. So, right, uh, right, very important distinction to make because the word self love left by itself may give people the wrong impression. Um, you know, and you, you can't do that. It's it's definitely far beyond anything um, that has to do with our ego or ourselves. So. So let's look at, I
2: i mean, I'm just looking here at like self-love, a description of self-love. It's, mm-hmm. it's always been seen as a moral flaw. Um, it's a vanity or selfishness. Um, it describes it as love of self, regard mm-hmm. of one's happiness or advantages. Right. Uh, and it started changing more. Here's what's funny. I mean, there was a, a big movement. They even say this was more positive. hmm true self-love was during the hippie era or during the Vietnam war. <laughs> right. And the new age feminist, uh, you know, the movement with women. And so, yeah. And, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm just reading that, just pulling that out, but it's just showing the difference of, you know, there's, there's traditional views, 20th century mental health. I look at it like this. I, I can't love the right way if I don't love myself. No, that's pretty much what it is. Mm-hmm.
3: And I think that's the biggest, that's where our starting point needs to happen. First, what is self-worth? Where does it come from? And how would our lives be different if we quit looking outside of ourselves for that work? So first, uh, where does it come from? We're taught at a, a very, it matters what we do to kids. It really, really does. And what we teach them when they're young. It is our responsibility as parents to teach our children how amazing and how beautiful they are. Um, yeah. that's where that comes from, you know, and unfortunately in this world, I know I was from birth and my very first breath, I was taught the complete opposite of that, that I was unworthy from birth through my own religion. Um, then we're taught by people who either know their own self value or they don't. And those are the lessons that we learn and take through the rest of our lives. So we have right. for me specifically in my healing, I had to go back because I grew up with zero self-worth, zero self-love. Mm-hmm. I had to go all the way back to the beginning of my life and ask myself, why do I feel this way about myself? How did that come about? And I know you've spoken on forgiveness, and, and that's basically where it starts. We have to yeah. understand first that we were taught by people who didn't know their own true beauty. And those lessons were taught to us, and we carried those throughout the rest of our lives. Um, yeah. It's determined on what we do for a living, how much money we make, our religion, our education, and all these other, uh, how people love us, how they treat us. We determine ourselves based on those things. And we have to back up a little bit. And we have to ask ourselves, why I feel the way I do about myself? We have to gain awareness and go back to the beginning and start to change that and start to love ourselves. Okay.
1: And, and, and another notion to, to remember here is that the people who showed us and taught us these things, whether it was by actions or by teaching, were people that we had reverence towards. Typically, right. our parents or an allegiance towards our parents, our coaches, or, you know, our teachers, or, you know, anybody that that we looked up to in our lives. If they're looking at their own life through the filter of fear, they have no chance of giving us any self-love or support. They couldn't even teach that because they don't feel that about themselves. So this reverence we have for these people that taught us it's so freaking strong that we just buy that as the truth, and we say, okay, well that's what I was taught, that's what I was told. I'm just going to skip down this, skip down this path of fear, yeah. and yeah. ego, and, and and illusions, and all these things that we buy to be the truth. And the reality is that that's part of unwinding that braid of going back into the past is realizing that you can still love your mom and dad, you can still love your pastors and priests, you can still love your teachers and coaches. But you don't have to buy the bullshit they gave
2: them. Right, right. Exactly. And I was just going to say that because, uh, you know, I, and not to, to interrupt, but I mean, like my mom was always the fearful one,
1: mm-hmm.
2: a wonderful mom when we were younger kids, but just instilled with fear about everything. Mm-hmm. And she made a comment the other day. She, you know, I said, well, I was just a nervous kid all the time. And she said, well, when I raised you, you were my first kid. I was very nervous and fearful. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, shit. You know here it is thirty three late years later, and, and I'm just now how to figure out to love myself and how to move on and, and so is she. <laughs> and so is she right now too, which is amazing, you know, oh no, it's a beautiful thing, and you know it's at the same time I still see the fear in her, and I try to comfort her solar, her, but you well, know, she's, nice. you know I, and and it's even those those little things it can be anything and and unfortunately, in my case. So many kids are just—it's—you know, like Deanna was saying, it, our parent, our job as parents. I mean, yeah, it is the biggest job in the world because we want to harness our children's beauty, creativity, support mm-hmm. them and show them love, but also prepare them for a world that's not always fair. But it gives them a lot better of a starting ground to be strong in themselves. And somebody in my case where I just went in the world it was like, You need to get a job and support yourself and it was like, Holy fuck, man, I don't even know what I want to do
1: right.
2: You know? And then being scared all the time. I mean in my twenties, man, I pulled over every day with anxiety attacks in my mid thirties twenties and thirties. I would go I've been to ER probably three hundred times thinking something's wrong with my heart. Wow. I mean just Matt, I had to I had to drive with a bag in my car in case I hyperventilated. I mean right. just bullshit you know I know that you know. and it's fear that's yeah. all it is absolutely you know and it's, I'm not putting a blame anywhere I just I think what we have to do is, is, is we have to learn we have to learn from the examples and say those are not the things I'm going to do with my children you've got to you've got to know your children too not all two children are the same
1: mm-hmm.
2: my sister was academically smart she went to college. She got a master's degree. She did everything, you know, all that. I'm wonderful. It's great. That wasn't me. But I was judged that you're not like your sister.
3: You know? Absolutely. And you lived with that judgment throughout your life. So I think it's so... It's imperative that you have spoke with before about what forgiveness was. A very beautiful episode. That's where we need to start. We need to go back. So your mom also was raised by somebody that didn't oh, yeah. understand their own beauty it's just a cycle that continues and we pass it down pass it down pass it down until we stop that cycle and in order yeah. to stop it we have to go back to the beginning and look at where we learn that and understand and forgive first that person and look at them and understand i understand that like me you didn't know your own beauty so how could you teach me what you didn't know and how can I live my life what I didn't know and pass to my children still what I don't know right we want to go back to that very beginning and for me it goes straight back to God because there's how do you question the values of somebody who didn't even know their own values it brings judgment Mm -hmm. and if we live in that spot there's no healing there so it became, it came for me in my own divinity. I struggled with religion and what I was taught. It was a total conflict in my life. What I saw versus what I was being taught. Right. Um, right. I couldn't move forward in that. I went back to the very beginning and I actually read the Bible and what it said about me and God and my own divinity. And I was born worthy from my very first breath. Yes, I you were. truly accept that about myself first and understand that before I could go forward in anything. And once I did do that, I could turn and look at those that I had once thought I was a victim of. And I knew as I wasn't a victim of those. Uh, it's just a process an inherent thing that has been passed down from generation to generation. And it's not about blame or fault. It's about awareness. Coming right. to a moment that this person shared the same pain that I did, and I could not just look at them and forgive. Forgiveness turns to understanding when you understand the true meaning of forgiveness. Yep. So I looked and said, I understand, and through that I could start my own healing and make changes. Not only that, once I did that, it, it brought about changes, and it's bringing about healing. :lower than I like in these days, but Oh yeah,. But I know that through that hidden <laughs> awareness and through love for myself, that's going to pass, and that's what's going to stop those patterns from being passed down to generation to generation and start truly teaching our children to love themselves, and that pattern is the one that we want to go forward. We have yeah. to our own work. We have to go back to the very beginning mm-hmm. and question that, where it came from.
1: Yeah: Yeah, it starts with questions. I mean, it really does. If if somebody's not willing to question why they feel the way they feel or why they're doing what they're doing, uh, the patterns continue,
2: you know? See, unfortunately for me, and I'm just using me as an example, and hopefully people can relate, but for me as an example, that was tough. Um, For me, I was, I'll just say my honest feelings. I thought it was a disappointment to my father, definitely. Um, We didn't. We didn't have a, a real connection until I moved in my mid twenties. I think the first time I really hugged my dad was about twenty eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I'm not saying my dad woke up and was a beautiful man. He was very much. After after you know, when I was in my thirties all the way till he passed away. But it um you know, it was it for me it was uh yeah, I didn't feel worthy. Right you know. I had a mom that just, just preached fear and was scared of everything. And I had a dad that was, he loved me and he was always there for me, but it, I, I felt like the disappointment.
1: Well, the only way you would feel like a disappointment is because to myself, you, well, of course, but, but because you're trying to live up to somebody's expectations. Of you, exactly. Right? We can't do that. And there, no, you cannot do that, which is what self-love does. It overrides all that, right? When you find your own self-worth and you develop your own self-respect and self-love for yourself. You don't you don't look for it outside of you anymore, right? We're not we're not looking for daddy to pat us on the butt and say, "Good boy, Eric, good job." We're we're, lo- we're looking in the mirror and going, "You know what? I don't need that. I don't need that. I'm worthy all on my own because I'm pure love. I'm divine love. I'm unblemished love, and nobody can change that. Nobody's expectations of me." I I still fight that.
2: I gotta admit, I, I definitely fight that. I you know, I feel dude. like I feel you know, like dude. I need I need a pat on the back one time.
1: Sure. I, I'm
2: very sensitive. I, I feel like mm-hmm. if, if you don't tell me I'm doing a good job, and it just I just keep doing it, I I feel and unworth- I don't feel sure of myself. Mm-hmm.
1: A- and, and 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 again, what I wrote this morning leads right into that, and that's how strong programming is. It really yeah. is. I mean, that is how strong it is. In how you know you're 49, almost 50 years old,
3: and tomorrow I'll be 50, happy 50
1: tomorrow. Yeah. And really uh, er, happy, happy birthday, birthday. my okay. birthday. Um but that but that's just it, right? Um, we have to understand that uh, you know this programming, this fear, this 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 carnal, you know ideal or notion of the way life should be was outside in, not inside out. And that's the problem. Everything in the world needs to come from within us outwardly. It can't work the other way around. Because there's too, right. much to be, there's too much to be determined by the world and by fear and by illusions outside of us. We can't rely on that. But God gave us the ability and the love within us to be able to override any of that. So it's our work to to dissemble and, and unlearn that programming that we were taught and so affected by.
3: And also with that, it's so important. I think that we get to a stage to where yeah. <clears throat> awareness comes into our lives and oh my gosh, I feel good. This is amazing. Right. We think that's the destination. Mm-hmm. But it's not. The awareness is only the very first step in our healing process. We have to first be kind to ourselves and understand that it's like walking. When you get up and walk in the morning, you don't get up and think, I'm going to put my right foot, my left foot, my right foot, my left foot. It It is so programmed into our subconscious that it just happens. So awareness doesn't change that. We're aware that we're walking, but we don't stop and visualize every step and think about it. Same with our healing. Even though awareness comes into it, that just begins the path. We're aware of it, but now we have to begin to. I, I, for me, I visualize it like a braid. You begin to unbraid it till you get all the way down to the core of where it begins. And we have to realize we've been programmed so deeply about how we feel about ourselves that it's not even a thought anymore. Um, so often, right, we do and that's we're in a mode, we're depressed, or in a specific spot. We don't sit and think about. I'm this, I'm that. I mean, we do do that, but more often it comes from a spot of how we feel about ourselves. that's so ingrained in in us that it's a subconscious reaction. It's not even a thought. So we have to make a conscious effort once we become aware of our patterns and how we feel and continue that path backwards until we get to the very source of it and we're able to start changing it and moving forward in our lives feeling different.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a tough thing to uh, confront programming. First oh, definitely. Of you, you, first of all, you got to be aware that it exists. And a lot of people do not. They believe that life is what it is. That's it. No, you're right. you're right. You're right. You're, basically what you're doing, it's called cognitive dissonance, which is kind of a mm-hmm. psychological term, but the reality is, is we're denying reality. We're denying what's real. And we're denying what's real because we've been taught so strongly and so powerfully that fear is the predominant force on earth, which is separation from all living things, which is complete bullshit. Okay. That's not true. That's absolutely not true. And when we when we take on this this challenge and this, this path of self discovery and subsequent self love, we realize where our true power comes from. And it's not a straight shot. It's not some no. easy peasy beautiful, you know, skipping down the street in the, you know, in the summer type thing. This is a this is a rough go, man. But it's imperative if you want to have true peace. It's imperative if you want to experience joy in this world. Imperative. Well, I, I read something, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, and it might have been The Course of
2: Miracles or, or, or The Power of Now. But it said once you're awake, that's a gift. It's a gift mm-hmm. to wake up, to finally, I don't know, to wake up, to finally. I asked, my wake up was, well, like I said, the stroke of love. I just cried mm-hmm. out. To the universe and said, "I can't. I need help."
1: Okay. And
2: there was the Holy Spirit. He was mm-hmm. always there, but he just lit up yeah. and said, "Thank God, Eric. Let's go for a ride." Yes, but I sure. read in, but I read in the book. It says once you're awake, it the fun has just begun because, mm-hmm. and I say fun, but I mean that psych- sarcastically. That I mean, it's you can't go back to your old thinking because mm-hmm. you'll always know the truth, and you can't hide the truth. So. Mm-hmm. It's like the Holy Spirit's saying, here you go. Right. You still got to work. You know, you you got to do this.
1: But hey, the reward is going to be great. Yeah. I, I, know, think, I think a lot of times what makes it challenging is we try to handle that process with the same focus, oh yeah. same <laughs> notion, the same ideology, the same <laughs> dogma that we've been doing our whole lives, and we can't do that. No. Well, we have to be connected to a power greater than us to be able to overcome the challenges of the ego and fear breakups. We have to do that. We can't do it on our own. Oh God, no. Typically when you learn the truth and you become awake, like you said, what we try to do is just jump back into those same patterns and do the well, same thing we've always done and it doesn't work that way. Right. Um, it's imperative that we're willing to allow this greater power than us, and it's defined in many different ways, to lead our lives daily. We have to be open to that. We have to say, okay, I understand that that my fear and my ego is, is strong. It's always been strong in my life, and I need that power to lead me and guide me through these challenges. And when we do that, oh boy, you know the miracles are are, are daily, uh, sometimes hourly. it's just' it's, it's a phenomenal experience. even even the pain. And the sting and the things we go through in life financially or otherwise that that have always given us that, that, oh, that cortisol thing, that fear, that, that, that feeling of, oh my God, what am I going to do? You know, that type of thing. Um, we still have that joy. We still have that depth. Right. Right. What's our,
2: I don't know. What can, we, I mean, I'm just trying to think of tools we can tell people, you know, somebody's listening that needs some help, but I mean, it's. I mean, we're talking about it. It's it's really forgiving, loving your, loving yourself, forgiving kind of what I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I have to forgive myself for feeling those feelings against myself. Does that make sense?
3: But so I believe that the root of all evil comes to our mind, our thoughts.
2: Oh, God, yes. That's the you
3: devil. He so I think the first, yes, the first step in that is quieting, shutting that up. I'm going to plug myself. Meditation. <laughs> It's imperative. You have to quiet the thoughts in your head because that's what we're listening to and creating the feelings and the emotions from that. So we have to start there. And we have to be willing to go back to the beginning and question what we were taught, how we feel about ourselves. How would our lives be different if we quit looking outside of ourselves for everything? Um, So steps, I would say, is to first quiet the mind. It's imperative. Uh, and listen to the spirit within, because it speaks the truth and it speaks love. When we are willing to surrender to our own lives and to what we've been taught, the Holy Spirit comes and He speaks. Uh, so, definitely. for definitely,
1: yeah. And and you know, I'll, I'll add to that. It, you know, for the most part, our, our 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 lives work in 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 this pattern, which is a thought becomes a feeling, and then it becomes an emotion or an expression. Exactly. That, that's about 99% of things that happen. Yes, I understand there are spiritual encounters that create, you know, emotions and expressions in us that are deeper than that. But most people don't understand that. So right. for the most part, it starts with a thought. It leads into a feeling within us, right, within our being. And then we either express or emote that feeling. Um, so that, that's the way that works. So, again, if we were going to treat this, if we wanted to work on this and heal from this, where would we go to fix the problem? You want to go to the foundation, which is your thoughts, right? right? Which is in your mind. Why would I want to change something? You know, that's like the doctor treating the symptom, not dealing with the root cause. And and we don't want to do that. We want to go to the mind. And when the mind is healed and thinking divinely and in, and in conjunction and in alignment with the Holy Spirit or God or love, things seem to work out quite well. So let's look at it this way. And, and I, everything you're
2: saying is is beautiful, and it's everything I feel today. But I, I'm trying to think back, think back to days when we were totally lost. I'm going to think back to being 28 years old, pulling o going to the emergency room, and begging the doctor to tell me something's wrong with my heart so they can fix it. But he's right. telling me, but he's telling me there's nothing wrong with your heart, Eric. It's just beating fast because you got fear and anxiety. I didn't know where to look, walk,
1: right.
3: That's now, how
2: blind we get. I didn't notice say Hey, I need to meditate, or hey, mm-hmm. um, and there weren't re- so many resources then. Mm-hmm. Even um, anxiety drugs were poison. You know, they put me on clonopin, which can basically kill you if you drink on it. And of course, I drank on it for years. Right. But I really didn't know to look at myself because of my programming. I went to a church school that treated me like shit. I was. I felt unworthy because I wasn't had a had college education or I wasn't successful in life. So when I was having those anxiety attacks, I really didn't know where to look.
3: Right. So A good starting point. I want to go back. to You said I you have, you feel like you have to go back and forgive yourself first, which is imperative. Um, first, we have to be kind to ourselves. It, it takes understanding. You yeah. cannot hold yourself accountable to something that you were taught. So right. if we're taught, something about ourselves our whole life, when we live our life in destructive patterns reacting to that, how do you forgive yourself? For me, it was very difficult. I did some really crappy things that I looked at myself and said, those things are pretty unforgivable. How, am I, how would I ever forgive myself? Right. Uh, good people don't do that is what I told myself. It came yeah. with me understanding, this is how I was taught to feel about myself. So I, in understanding that, how can you be held responsible for that? Yeah. We, need, we need to start being kinder to ourselves. And understanding where the lessons came from. And that's not to point blame or hold anybody accountable to that. It's just for simply understanding um, why we hold ourselves to such a standard. Now, with that comes a point where we become, with that awareness, we become accountable Mm -hmm. for our life. So it's not just saying, walking through our lives, saying, oh, well, I was taught that. So it's not my fault. You know, that's somebody else's fault. They taught me that. So that's why I do this. It's not about that. It's about understanding where that came from and then taking accountability for our lives going forward to change that. It's the awareness in it. And that's where we need to start with self-forgiveness. And again, it, for me, it goes all the way back to the beginning because that's where mine came from. Um, yeah. I, was learned, I was taught things by somebody who didn't recognize her own beauty,
0: right. And I had yeah. to
3: see that. If I can forgive myself, if I plan on self-forgiveness and love and going forward, that doesn't only really apply to me. I have to turn around backwards now where that came from and apply that same forgiveness and that same self-love where that came from as well. It's not only me, it, right. it's a universal effect. And that's how we heal and go forward is through that understanding and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Like, like i said before, it, it, you know, uh, an individual healing from past traumas is not a damn bit of good in this world. It's collective healing or nothing. And the reason right. that is, is because when you develop the, the ability to, to go deep in yourself, you, mm-hmm. you understand naturally your connection to every living thing. And so we must all heal to heal. All of us need to heal before we're all truly healed. heal. Right. If exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, right. If, you know, because we're all connected intrinsically. We're all brothers and sisters. We're, exactly. we're all, You know, we're all love. So, you know, hey, if, if I'm feeling good, man, but my neighbor is struggling with something, I don't feel good, man. I don't feel good, and right. the reason I don't feel good is because I love them. I have compassion and empathy for them, and I naturally want to help them. So, it's got to be every, every everybody or, or nobody. So that's why this is so important that we spread this message of self love, self discovery, acceptance, understanding, forgiveness. Holy crap, forgiveness! You know, self forgiveness. Yeah, um, it's so important. But let me real quickly go back to what you said about your your panic attacks and that. Just just to kind of put a cap on that, every single time you went to the ER mm-hmm. and every single time you had a panic attack, it was the, the perpetuation of that, the foundation of that was what you were thinking. I'll yeah. talking fucking to you that. You were thinking something negative. You were.
2: Oh, my whole, at that stage, I was, well, in my dad's and parents' eyes, I was 28 and couldn't, I was doing pools. Right. Okay. And, and uh, doing that kind of work. But, yeah, I, uh, so when I was driving around and getting anxiety, I, I just thought of myself as a loser all the time. Right. That not, case, w- not worthy.
1: Not worthy. And if those thoughts just keep spinning around your brain, how oh. are you supposed to feel, dude? How are you oh. supposed to feel? Of course it's going to create anxiety, right? Oh, uh, it was awful.
3: The actual definition, as we see it, of anxiety is when we leave our present moment. The only time an anxiety attack can happen is when that happens. When there's a gap between our expectations and the present moment, it creates an emotional feeling and results in an anxiety attack. When we take ourselves out of our mind and into the present moment, typically anxiety disappears.
1: No, it absolutely does because everything is brought on by what you're thinking. Yes. Because okay, let me just let's that's, let's. That's, that's Mine fine. was death. I constantly feared about dying. <laughs> of yeah. course you did because you were oh, you were disconnected from God. You, you didn't right. understand your own divinity. You thought death was the end, right? And well, maybe it's it, maybe a trip to a fiery furnace.
2: I thought it was coming. Well, yeah, I thought it was coming any day. I mean, I just thought right. I was unworthy. And, yeah. right. right. and man. I
3: had you quieted your mind and. <laughs> <laughs> Took just the, the deep breath that we know how to now, and come into the present moment where you were completely alive. All of those feelings were dissipated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, so it, it's yeah. about getting out of our head.
1: Mm-hmm. Our
3: head is the root of all
1: evil. The power of now, brother. The power of now, and the power yeah. of now. The power of now overrides anxiety, depression, sadness, grief, anything you want it to. Is yeah. it easy? Is it easy? No. <laughs> no. Nobody said anything about ease here. But, but, it's, but it's easier than being the other way. Of course it is. I mean, okay.
2: <laughs> Definitely easier than, I'm not saying it's not worked. No. But it's it more rewarding and it really is a bit easier just to say, okay, let me just stop and be silent and just, you know, gather my thoughts
1: because mm-hmm.
2: the 28-year-old Eric wouldn't have done that. I never even thought of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You weren't now, how could
1: you? No, I mean, there's, you didn't have the resources. There's nothing. No. The 28 year old Eric had no idea, just like the 28 year old Joaquin or the 28 year old Deanna. No. We had no no, no, no no idea how to feel about ourselves. We had no clue. No. no. So, what does that leave us? That leaves us a carnal world that's filled with fear, that's showing us mm-hmm. illusionary things that we believe and buy. And when you do that, you're up and down. That's yep. the definition of somebody who's bipolar. You're just caught into the world's guise, and so you buy it wow, today was phenomenal, man. I got a raise at work. And then yeah. tomorrow I crashed my fucking car on the way to work and I feel like shit. So there's bipolar for you. I'm up and I'm down. I'm up and I'm down. And that's yeah. the way the world works. When you yeah. find your own divinity and you do your own self-discovery and you realize your own self-worth, there's a deep joy inside of you that never goes anywhere, no matter right. what happens outside of yourself. Right. You and yeah. that there's a huge difference there. And if people can just grasp, grasp that one concept and apply it to their lives, things will change. I know how the universe works, brother, and so do you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And Man it's knows. so powerful to understand that and allow that to be your dominating force in life, which is love. I mean, that's that's what I am now, and it's uh,
2: you know I can we kick ourselves in the ass. I wish this happened earlier. That's all I am now, and I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying my freedom of my mind. Yes. Yes. More That's than I ever, more than I right. ha, ever have in my Me life. Too. Me now, too. Now I'm not saying I don't have. No, we do. Scary days or scary, but I know yeah. how to handle them, and yeah. I know how to look at the situations different and break them down and think about them. Right. Um, but yeah, you guys, I mean, this. I hope, I hope people are listening because I, you know, I I, I saw a cool commercial last night, and it, uh, it was really cool. It was uh, Michael Phillips. You guys have probably seen it. About his swimming and talking about depression and things he was going through when he was growing up. There's a phone app now where people can call and talk to counselors. Um, you know, you got to pay. They're 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 licensed physicians or or psychologists or whatever. But man, I was thinking, you know, that would have been awesome to have something like that back in the day. Sure. So I, I really hope that people take advantage of those things because the world is the world itself. Not that I'm so involved in it now because I'm more than myself, but the world is a million times crazier than it was when we were
1: 28. But it's a million times more awake too. Totally. And,
2: and, oh, and that's what I was getting at. That was and, what I was getting at with technology yeah, and, I, and, and, I, and being I, able to have... Uh, I mean, it, those days we didn't have cell phones, but it would have been nice to be able to pay some talks. I unfortunately go home and my dad would say, just go to the house and relax, and my mom would say, why don't you drink a beer? That'll help you relax. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that was my therapy.
1: Well, again, you know, I think the difference, again, and we go back to being 28 and then we come to present day, the difference is – the resources and the tools you had at twenty eight and the resources and tools you have now are completely different. Yeah. yeah. And when we have these resources and tools to feel better, to meditate, to learn how to meditate, to reach out to therapists if we need it, to understand our own divinity, to be able to read books that, that make sense, that talk about self-love and self awareness. That yeah. just, I mean, that changes the whole game, right? That changes totally. everything totally. <clears throat> the only the only thing that prevent would prevent that in anybody's life, is staying stuck and stuck in past patterns. is believing uh, that that 28-year-old person is the person I need to be when I'm 88. And that's completely wrong. You have to be able to ebb and flow with the universe. Dude, the universe is constantly changing. Right. And the only thing that, that brings conflict to people in this world is they don't change with it. They stay stuck somewhere in some oh. patternistic belief or dogma or ideology that, was, that, that doesn't serve today's world. No, Today not at all. Changing. It's changing constantly and it's changing towards love. And yes, and, and you and you
2: made that a point, and I just wanna step on that point. Totally true. People are waking up more now. There I definitely see something changing. I mean it's even changing. I don't like to get into politics, but there are some especially women <laughs> that have gotten to politics that are shaking shit up, man. People yeah. have flipped it upside down.
1: Absolutely. And, uh,
2: it's awesome. It's a real <laughs> because it has. It's been that pattern for so long of just that mm-hmm. everything and everybody just adapts it. Sheep. I call them sheep. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be mean, but it's like you're a sheep. You just follow the leader, you know?
1: My term is Groundhog Day. It's just the same shit over and over. Oh, well, yeah. It's just yeah. a con- Dude, I used to drink at a bar and it was just so funny. Is every day I used to think something would be different and it wasn't yeah. different. I'd drink the same drinks, I'd have the same discussions with the same fucking people, and it was the same thing over and over for years and years and years and years and years. And years. I thought that's how life was supposed to be. <laughs> and you thought that's how it was supposed to be? I know. That's I part. know. I okay? know. So it's not. <laughs> now I know it's not supposed to be like that. No. What we're supposed to do is develop the ability to find the love within ourselves and share that with every living fucking person on earth, Period. That's that's our goal. That's that's our role. That's that's the 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 whole point of this process is to be in alignment with the way the universe works, not fight against it. And fear fights against it.
2: And I think we'll go back, you know, meditation, you know, I was listening to that again, and Deanna saying, you know, about it is important. The morning time is the best time. I even read how, that. In how was the last week been? Have you, have you meditated? Oh, yes. Well, uh, I, there was a little, We, me and Robin, uh, Robin is, I'm not going to get in this big thing right now. I feel like home improvement. I feel like home improvement where he always, always brings his problems onto the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> Robin goes away for work and she works very 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 hard and she's a I very understand. successful woman yes I right. am definitely her yang
3: right
2: but there are times and Robin has her own personal battles of the way she was raised uh, she mm-hmm. has a, a mother that lives out here now that is uh, a hoarder they live in a mm-hmm. five bedroom house that's just full of wow. boxes organized hoarder but a hoarder Robin has her family here, and then she has this very demanding job.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: not every day's roses no. he was on her trip in California, you know and and when as when I'm talking to Robin and trying to you know, sometimes sometimes I'm abrasive mm-hmm. and and it's thus, I do not like stupidity, and I don't like things when they're not organized, right which caused a little thing about us with my daughter getting off the softball game the night i got scared i had to wait over three hours for her and then when we and robin got on the phone it was back and forth kind of picking at each other not good at all to do not not good at all to do uh i love robin more than anything in this world my thing with robin is she's and i'm not i just she's having she she wants to be awake like me But at the same time, Robin, and she's told me these, so this, this library, she has a hard time doing any changes because she just feels so, you can't let anything go or everything will fall apart to yeah.
1: philosophy. Does that make sense?
3: Absolutely. I, I shared <laughs> felt for the longest time. Yeah.
1: I, me. yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it, that's almost exactly what Deanna and I went through as well. I think that, uh, you know, I brought an awareness to her in my life when I met her, and it brought a lot of things out of her. Um, that we're hard to confront, hard to deal with. We're still dealing with it to this day. In fact, um, both of us are our own right. demons. You know that's part of this. But what you got to understand is that everybody wakes up in their own time. Everybody does it for their own reasons. And there's not a damn thing we can do to make somebody, you know, uh, wake up. Oh, oh, God! No. And and Robin, you know, and then just and and I totally agree.
2: We cannot make anybody wake up. But Robin has woke up a lot through this process, right. well, and it. she has, and she she knows it. But she really battles herself you know her responsibilities i'm not the breadwinner here in fact mm-hmm. i don't really do much i do everything around the house we have one of the most beautiful houses on the block i do all that i still feel not worthy mm-hmm. um that's that's my personal thing that i battle with every day yeah. looking for jobs uh, just you know it it, it sucks mm-hmm. but I also have a woman that's very like, hey, do this, make, do your, make, because I make tables and stuff. Really, really nice tables. out of. She's like, do those things that make you happy.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: But at the same time, not loving myself and being comfortable with myself, I still feel those I'm not worthy. Mm -hmm. And it adds pressure. Of Um, course. And those are, that's
3: why today is very important self-love. It Mm -hmm. is. And discovering your own worth. Her her battles. I, I only say that because I know I went through them personally. Her worth is still dependent on outside of ourselves. Your worth is still dependent on outside of yourself. We're still looking outwards. How much money do I make? What do I do? What is my education? What do I? What am I giving? What you know? Love me, so you can love me. Our worth is still outside of ourselves. We have to discover our own worth. We have to quiet our mind enough and be willing to follow our own pain back to where we're willing to lay it down mm-hmm. and go forward from there. Um, when we do that, our expectations of each other completely go away. I completely walked away from the corporate world. Yeah. Stepped off. That's probably one of the most challenging things. Well, I'll take that back. It, I've been through a lot of challenging things. <laughs> it was, I had built up myself so successfully by myself that right. I thought that was my work. So to let that go destabilized me. I didn't know what the heck to do. I'm doing living a completely different life. Um, the feelings are completely different, and it's not about my job or what I'm doing now, or what I was doing then. It's I was willing to surrender to myself and, and take on the journey yeah. of discovering my own self worth.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, this became almost this is great that you brought that up about you and Robin because it's just so powerful. You know. Um, yeah. I wrote an article that you shared last weekend on healing from trauma
2: yes yeah
1: wow um you know there's there's three steps we can take in in my opinion um to heal from these things and if this helps you and or Robin or the the listeners, that'd be phenomenal I think mm-hmm. we can we can see a therapist um we can get into therapy, which my wife and I have both benefited from we we both experienced great insights dealing with people who understand you know uh, traumas and and healing far greater exactly. than Um, there's books that are written that are phenomenal, phenomenal for healing. Um, amazing books that resources, that guides that you can work through, work through your traumas and your pain. And then what I did, um, and this isn't for everybody, but I do have to explain it because it's really important. Um, and, and it wasn't anything I was told to do, it's just something that, that happened within me as I had what I call the dark nights of healing, where I, I literally, went through my life and the traumas in my life from my childhood on um, and forgave myself and the people who were involved in my traumas um, completely. And I released that. Um, Now, again, that's, I understand that's not for everybody. First of all, people don't have, not everybody has the memory to remember those types of things. Some people don't even have the ability or or, the want to go back and experience that. It was very, very troubling and very hard for me to do. And there was massive amounts of tears shed. Um, The guttural tears, you know, from a deep, deep part of myself because yeah. I was healing myself um, by remembering and then subsequently forgiving myself and the people who were involved. Now, those are three amazing tools anybody can use to heal from traumas. And I'm sure there are other resources as well. Those are just three things that my wife and I promote yeah. and, and yeah. you know, uh, I, you know mention to people because I think it's something that can really, truly freaking help them with these patterns, with this lack of self-worth. With the uh, you know with the with the the, the experience that we have with our ego, um, yeah. so you know there, there's always a way to feel better, but we have to value that enough more than we do our own. <laughs> right.
3: And so, it takes awareness. Yeah. We have to be willing to become aware to stop blaming, stop living right. in stale right. beliefs, self righteousness, our victimhood, whatever that is. We have to be mm-hmm. willing to surrender and lay that down. And really discover for our own selves within ourselves, and not look outward. Right. Who,
1: who we are without the world's view of who we are, and that's yeah. really. Who, and that who, who am I without the definition of who I am? Right. Well, that's what, I mean, that's, what that's, what, I, that, what I was labeled. <laughs> that's all there is. We are only right. us. Right. We are a connective
2: energy and a connective right. force, but we are individually us. Mm-hmm. And yeah,
1: and, and I mean, if we're not, if we're and
2: we're not taught what well, really know ourselves or, or accept ourselves, mm-hmm. like Diana said, then the whole nightmare begins with, we're just lost for, you know, until we get to a point where we finally want to break down and figure out this whole thing. But,
3: mm-hmm. you know, but, you gotta, we've got a shortcut. All roads lead back to our own divinity. God created right. you, and he created you in needing wow. a perfect, and it says very clear in everything that you'll ever read that's truth is, I have a purpose for you. Yeah, and it's not anything that we were taught or programmed to move no. way. So, if you want no. to know where to start, start there. Yep, that's where it begins. Yep, it's yeah, cool
1: guys. it is. It is divine. Divine love is, is the only love, and and we we gotta understand that, that that all this love comes from God. There's only one love, brother. No, I yep. it. It ain't anywhere outside of us. It's, it's right in our heart, and that, that's really important to understand. And, and that's where the starting point should be in any healing is understanding how divine we truly are. It's not about an ego love. It's not about oh, love me, love me, love me. Right, right. It's about, wow, I'm a freaking child of God. I'm love and light, and I'm more powerful than I ever thought I could ever be. And that that's where that's where it comes. You know, that's where that power comes from
3: exactly yes i may have been taught this or that or this or that about myself by somebody who didn't even realize it not to blame fault they were they were the same as me right Um,
1: right
3: and move forward from there with love understanding and forgiveness for others and for ourselves
1: happy birthday
2: brother Mm -hmm. thank you man i you guys um i know this is going to be a good subject for a lot of people because this is kind of getting to the root of where we where we really, a lot of people want to start really figuring right. out things. Would you be interested maybe we can continue this subject next week or the week I'm after or whenever you guys are available?
1: Yeah, this is a subject that we could probably do numerous, numerous shows about because it's, it's so deep and there's so many levels to it and so many ways to handle it.
2: Yeah, um, and uh, we had a really good response last week. I mean, I think we're up 80 something listeners from this last week.
1: That's great. That's which
2: awesome. Is which is great. I mean, you know, we just we're just helping people, serving people. But I definitely, I mean, even now, my heart is just with talking with you and Deanna. Just I feel good because I get to talk to somebody.
0: You know. Well,
1: and we we love you, dude. And that, and that that's what's important. You know, everybody we work with, we we, we make make them understand. We we love you. That's why we yeah. do it. it right. It, it, oh, it, it, this world, this world is set up so in such a weird way. That I think people are skeptical. They think there's some sort of ulterior motive or something to reality. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let let me – I've never said this on the show. We don't charge a penny for our services. Not one thing. We don't do this for money. We do it for love. We have a successful business, and that that, suffices for us. We do this because we truly love people, and we understand, like I told you earlier, that healing is collective. I can't heal without everybody else healing, and if I can be a part of that or an inspiration to that or or some – some sort of positive light in that situation or that that pathway I'm, my wife and i will both do that so right. it's really important
2: well very cool i love both of you guys very much this is just it's awesome this is a really yeah, a cool it, thing it really it is really, awesome uh, and i
1: really,
2: i love calling you guys and just i mean you guys just have so much information and and you know i've been on my path for
1: you know a
2: little while now not you know not, but uh I mean it's it's a beautiful thing every day and I'm not saying it's you know, some days are more of a battle with just your own, but it still is beautiful in the end. I mean I, I feel like now I have a purpose in my life with sharing and caring for people. Um I feel like I have so much more to offer people. I have more real friendships. Mm-hmm. Uh, even through the years when I was a drinker, and I know you walk, we we still had that charisma about us. Something in our heart that attracted people, and I have very good friendships even out of those years. But being now sober, clear, and all those things, yeah, it's a beautiful thing.
1: And uh, I'll just say that, dude, it's extremely evident that you have joy in your heart today, and and that that's that's an amazing feeling to have joy in your heart. Yeah, for the first time in your life, you know, joy in my heart, something that joy, believe, yeah, joy from God. Yeah, that, the, word, the word "joy" is written in the Bible 214 times, and the reason yeah. it's written 214 times is because that's your destiny. It's what you're here to do. It's what you're here to experience. It's, I was going to say, that's what we're here to experience. That's absolutely. And, and, I, and I hear it in your voice. And it's why you're doing this program. And it's why you're yeah. you're, you're growing and you're healing every day. And it, it's phenomenal. And, yeah. and we're, we're glad to be a part of it in whatever way we can. All right, guys. Well, i got to make a trip to Walmart with the mother. Uh,
2: that's always my love fun her. afternoon. Tell we love her. I will tell her. Um we'll talk. Maybe next week we can talk again. But uh Deanna, I really enjoy having you on here too. You got a great voice and and great uh great wisdom. I mean yeah. Joaquin told me that you're just amazing and on the on your path and definitely definitely can hear it in your voice. It's really nice Thank
3: you, Rick. I love being on here.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's fun.
0: So uh
2: all right guys. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you, the big
1: five oh. I made it. But well I don't we'd, know. We, not we, we, we'd sing you but our voices are piss poor. Yeah. so we're we're just gonna go ahead and tell you happy birthday outside.
3: That'd
1: be even better.
2: All right. All guys, right. I love you. you. We'll, talk we'll talk next week. Okay, baby. All
1: right, bye bye.